Welcome to Transform Now, the podcast brought to you by robotic process automation pioneer, SSNC Blue Prism. Digital transformation has the potential to reshape the way companies service their customers, engage their employees, and manage their operations. Whether you're looking to develop strategies, tactics, or best practices to positively impact the future of work, or you're curious to see how other companies have successfully navigated their digital transformation programs, then this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform now. Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Hairston with SSC Blue Prism. Welcome to the Transform Now podcast. Today, I am delighted to have as my guest, Peter Oceani, the president and CEO of Asserta, a really interesting healthcare benefits provider in Canada and a Blue Prism customer. Peter and I will be discussing how intelligent automation has played a pivotal role in Asserta's success and growth. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and Asserta? Absolutely. Nice to be here, Brad. Well, basically a little bit about myself. I, I'm currently president and CEO, and I've been with the company for just over six years, soon to be seven. And what Asserta does is we manage supplementary healthcare benefit programs exclusively for governments. So we don't deal in the private sector. So we, we work with governments and social service agencies in Canada only, and we develop solutions to transform socialized programs across the country. So what does that mean? We, we, we take care of portal technology. We take care of back office functions on behalf of governments. We're also a social enterprise and we enable healthcare equality for all and overall public system of sustainability. We currently have close to 200 staff and we're headquartered in Toronto, Canada. Well, Peter, it's fantastic having you on the podcast today. And your your company is squarely in, in a very fascinating sector of the market. Let me, let me ask you right off the bat, what are the challenges that Asserta faces in dealing with both the government and the healthcare sectors simultaneously? Great question. I've had the privilege to work in multiple countries, Canada, the United States, and a few Asian countries, and not to pick on the Canadian government, but you know, one dynamic is slow moving <laughs> while the other is quick and early adopters. And you're trying to deal with both, um, at the same time and trying to deliver a service that works that to me by far is the, is the biggest challenge. Yeah, no doubt. That would be uh, interesting having having uh, two different entities right there on different ends of the spectrum. So why don't you tell us just about your intelligent automation journey at Asserta and, and what was what was kind of the impetus behind it? Love to hear about that. Yeah. So really the driving force was streamlining our processes. Mm-hmm. And when, when we started to look at how we could do that, we looked at the intelligent automation and we started to, to understand a bit more what our competitors were doing, what other industries were doing to see how we could learn from other industries and perhaps do what they're doing in our industry and sector. Mm -hmm. So the, the issue that we found ourselves in was each time we incrementally grew our business, we found ourselves having to hire more staff. Right. It, it, it was just ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's just not a bad thing. I'd much rather have <laughs> growth than no growth, but 
we wanted to try to look at streamlining our costs, not only on the labor side, but also in the back office processing side. So, so we really started to look at intelligent automation and that journey from start to implementation probably took us about two years. We really took our time. We wanted to understand who were the players in the market. We wanted to ensure that whoever we did partner with really understood who we were and what we wanted to achieve. Interesting. Peter, you said that you paid attention to some of the other industries and what they were doing with automation to, to learn from them. What, what industry specifically did you look at? I would say the financial industry. Okay. And, and was that tied to your your past experience? Well, I, I, yes and no. And what I, what I mean by that is I was working for a company that was providing solutions to multiple industries of which one of them okay. was the financial industry. So I did right. know how the industry, some of the challenges that, that they had as well. Okay. Gotcha. So Peter, can you walk us through an example of one of your core processes that you've automated and explain how it works today with digital workers leading the way? So I, I guess the one that I could um, provide as an example is in, in the past, as we do today, we receive over a hundred thousand documents each month, mainly by fax or by snail mail. And that information is either handwritten mm -hmm. uh, or, or it's typed out via another application. So what we had to do was we had to transcribe that information, ingest it into our back office systems. And that was by and large a manual process in the past. So what, what we did with our intelligent automation is we actually provided technology that was able to read the data, be it handwritten mm -hmm. or not, and transcribe it into a, a digital format and push it into the applicable back office systems to allow them to process that information. To compound the, the situation, you know, we had very tight SLAs whereby we had to turn around those documents within a 15 minute time frame. Mm. So there was a high volume of documents coming in and there was a lot of pressure on getting the process within that 15 minute timeline. So, you know, we were, we were, we were dealing with a very high pressure situation and, um, that was by and large, you know. One of these areas that we wanted to streamline first because right. of that volume. And were these primarily claims that, that you were dealing with in this particular process? They were claims and they were also applications. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you had, you had two different types of documents coming in. Correct. So besides claim processing, it sounds like you've used digital workers in other areas, such as enrollments, for example. They do. And we're also looking at uh, using our digital workers to help in our financial month end closings and in a QA, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're going to, uh, in fact, uh, kick off a project later this quarter involving our digital workers QAing the information that's in our system. Interesting. Peter, how, how important was it to your intelligent automation journey to have the right implementation partner that walked along with you through this, building it, building it from scratch, building the right foundation. Could you speak to that? Absolutely. It was by and large, the number one <laughs> requirement. Um, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, 
you know, we wanted someone, as I mentioned earlier, who understood our business, who understood our end goal. Mm -hmm. And, um, as I mentioned at the onset, we interviewed quite a few different providers and mm -hmm. looked at different technologies and, um, you know, we, we felt that we found the right partner and the right technology as well for our business. Right. That's great. And I believe Reveal Group was, was your primary partner. That, that is correct. correct. Yeah. Yeah. We can give them a shout out. Okay. Peter, what are some of the key ways you've measured your success with intelligent automation? Are there any KPIs, for example, that you can share that you've used to gauge your progress? Yeah. I mean, basically what we're doing is we're measuring process and time and volumes. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that, that, that in a nutshell is what we're doing, but in different, in different lenses, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then we're going to have different KPIs for different processes going forward. As I mentioned a couple minutes ago, you know, QA financial month and closing. So one, so one KPI could be, for example, how, how many days to close the books and then how, how quickly can we close accounts payable, accounts receivable, et cetera. So. Those are the KPIs that we will be implementing in the future. And the current ones that we have in place really are looking at the volume of, of data coming in, how long does it take to process it and, and mm -hmm. what, and at what volume. Right. And how difficult was it for your team to keep track of KPIs to, to measure your progress in, in your automation efforts? Did you have to use any new tools or processes, for example? By and large, no. We were able to work with our implementation partner mm -hmm. on using what we had, but yeah, so, so I'd say by and large, no. Okay. All right. What impact did the adoption of intelligent automation have on your workforce morale and culture? Yeah, that was interesting. So at first there was a lack of trust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the apprehension was, was was low and, and <clears throat> morale was low because we were doing the implementation and we had some challenges, which we mm -hmm. expected, Right, we knew we would have challenges. Yeah. But then as we were fine tuning the application and the processes, what we found was the workforce morale and culture was starting to shift. You could see the shift. Mm -hmm. you, right. could, you could start seeing greater trust, belief in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, whereas at first, as I mentioned, there was disbelief, you know, saying, no, that can't be right. <laughs> right. But then right. At, after once everyone felt a bit more comfortable and, and had more trust, then there was a belief in the numbers and in the uh, process. You said morale was low initially. Was that because there was some anxiety about maybe jobs going away? No, people weren't really concerned about their jobs because what what we did from the onset was we explained to our team members that their jobs aren't going away. We're just okay. letting, we're, we're letting the, the bots, the intelligent automation do the mundane work for you. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 And we want to use your experience and knowledge in it, in other areas. So, so mm -hmm. we were able to, to convey that message right from the get go so that mm -hmm. the workforce understood that the bots weren't taking over what they were doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It sounds like you've kind of recalibrated your human labor to focus mainly on exceptions and, and let digital workers handle all of the, you know, the exactly. boring mundane work. Is that right? Okay. Exactly. Yes. 
Well, Peter, in the digital era, it's become more and more common for companies to utilize a hybrid workforce. That is the combination of human and digital workers. That's what you're doing to a high degree at Asserta. I've got to believe, you know, while most companies can only say that a very small percentage of their workforce is digital, that percentage at Asserta is extremely high. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in general. Absolutely. Um, it is our digital workforce is indeed higher than the average and it's going to be, you know, growing. And, and the reason for that is our business is growing. Yep. And as I mentioned earlier in our, in our conversation, we're looking at streamlining operations and not having to add more workforce as we're growing. So, and so what we're doing instead is we're relying on our digital workers mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to take on that, that incremental volume that we're getting in a business. The uh, benefit of a digital workforce, as everyone knows, is they're, they're working 24 <laughs> seven, mm-hmm. you know, which really allows our workforce to have a better balanced lifestyle, work mm-hmm. life. Um, relationship and to have a happier workforce. So that, that's the, that's the environment that we're trying to uh, create. And we're trying to teach our workforce how their digital colleagues can assist them Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do their job and allow them to have a better balanced lifestyle. That's a great way to look at it. And and I'm, I'm very, I'm just very impressed with your perspective. It's very strategic. It's what we aspire all of our customers to think like and look, look at automation as not just a tool or a piece of the footprint, but a true transformational capability. And that's, that's what you're using it to do. So it's really remarkable. So Peter, one more, one more question here for you. What, what does the future of healthcare in the public sector look like? I mean, how do you, how do you think things will change going forward? I think what's going to, well, what's going to continue happening is a convergence of technologies and data because currently data is very siloed and uh, it has to be more fluid. It has to be shared across various stakeholders. And I think what's, what's going to happen, what the future looks like in healthcare is there will be more digital workers. There, there'll be a lot more AI in, in Canada. And I believe it's, it's true throughout the world. Our healthcare workers are extremely stressed, overworked, and technology has to be a part of that solution to help them get out of that situation. And I believe that that's going to be the future. That's what's going to help the healthcare workers finally have a more of a, a balanced, uh, work, work life situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's why healthcare is one of our priority industries because there's so much opportunity and it's, it's a good mission in general, just to make life easier on the healthcare workers. Um, but also the, the, the consumers of healthcare there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that could be improved there. Well, Peter, it's been a true pleasure having you on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking some time with us to talk about your company and how you've embraced intelligent automation in order to achieve your corporate mission. It, it's a great story. And I, I love the way you're really embracing 
automation as a platform for growth. I mean, it, it is integral to achieving the growth at the pace that you want to achieve it. So congratulations on the results you've had there. I wish you the very best. Thank you again for being with us. Thanks for having me, Brad. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Transform Now. For more insightful discussions on digital transformation and more, check out our podcast channel where you'll find all of our previous episodes. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a review. For more information about digital transformation and the future of work, check out blueprism.com to learn how SSNC Blueprism's digital workforce is enabling enterprise transformation now.